Samaneh Shaheem is here, cross-cultural psychologist. And we're going to start off before uh, between now and 11am uh, by looking at art therapy. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's getting to be quite big business, isn't it? Absolutely. In the last um, decade or so, I would say, mm. uh, it has really gained uh, a position in mainstream therapies. And it's a fantastic alternative to the existing therapies that are there. And some would go as far as to say that art therapies have become a mainstream partner to medicalized uh, uh, healing. Mm, so yeah. even you know, alongside um, s- psychotherapy yeah. and and a psych- a psychiatry. Sorry, I was <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No, could, <laughs> trying to abs- get my head together. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, I, I was googling art therapy and, and and doing a bit of research into it. You know, before the show. Yeah. And it's it's completely mainstream. Yes. You know, it's it's not it's not like some alternative therapies or alternative healing, which are, you know, very highly highly regra- regarded mm-hmm. by a lot of people, but not necessarily taken into the the hospitals and the those medical institutions. Yes. Art therapy. Yes. It's uh, it's it's there. 100%, isn't exactly. It? And, and, and the difference is that you are able to express yourself mm. uh, in ways that are nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And so if people don't feel comfortable uh, perhaps having to use words or uh, to communicate uh, the trauma that they're going through, the losses that they've experienced, you know, any kind of difficult situation that they may be facing, mm. or uh, that is for children, let's say, uh, who don't have maybe the vocabulary or aren't able to communicate in that way, art therapy such as drawing, mm. um, using Play-Doh and clay, dance, music, movement, have really been helpful uh, to try and get people to express in a different way what they're going through. And it's interesting as well because I was, I was just chatting to Tom before the show and we were talking about the fact that uh, number one in the uh, US Amazon chart right now is uh, a book for adults, a coloring book for adults, um, where you know, you, you, you've got these gorgeous designs beautiful designs and adults are buying them in their well hundreds of thousands quite frankly and and they're coloring these in and then the top uh, 10 of the uk amazon chart the uh seven of the top 10 are also adult coloring books and it kind of seems to be this trend that's been taking place since around 2012 and you know adults are obviously buying these things but then they're 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 they're, uh, scanning them they're laminating them they're putting them up up on their wall you know it's uh it's quite remarkable really it is it really is and but it takes us back to our childhood Mm. You know, and it takes us back to uh, the sort of uh, serenity and the tranquility that uh, comes with getting our kids to sit down with a coloring book and with, and with different colors and to get them to either color within the lines, mm. you know, of, of designs that have been pre-designed for you or even in a, a blank sketchbook. Uh, but I think what people uh, find more comfortable or familiar is that if there is an existing design and then they can just color within it. Some people say I get more anxious if I have to stare at a blank page and I would prefer a design uh, to be present for me to color rather than to have to create something myself. So it really depends what what you're most comfortable with because you don't want to feel more anxious. Have you ever done this? uh, Are you good at drawing and things like that? I'm not and here's the thing. I'm so glad you asked this question because this kind of therapy has absolutely no connection with your ability or talent to draw or yeah. to dance or to you 
know, play a musical instrument. It, it really just needs your time, mm. uh, your uh, the, the the you know, an openness to yep. experience, and the fact that you think that you know you're you're excited and enthusiastic about the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, my wife recently decided you know, I'm going to buy a canvas and I want to do some painting and, and things like that. So we went down to um, the art shop yeah. in uh, Mall of the Emirates by the library, and you kind of I'm wondering around. I'm looking at the bookshop. I've always loved art, mm-hmm. but I've never been any good at it. Okay. But, but I, I'm very attracted, I think like a lot of men maybe are, <laughs> to, yeah. to the stuff. Right. I like the brushes yeah. and the, you know, I like all the little boxes of paints. <laughs> the tools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like the tools. Yeah, well, you know, I want to be able to buy all that. But then I look yeah. at it and I think, okay, well, you know, it's reasonably, it's reasonably priced, but it's money. Right. And, and it, I'm, I'm not going to be able to justify, I'm going to take that gorgeous oil paint, for example, and I'm yeah. going to turn it to something that's rubbish, you know. Mm. So, and and you, I kind of think, I, w- I just won't bother yeah. because, because of that. But my, but my wife decided, you know, she's not the best uh, artist in the world, but she said, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to buy um, something that I can actually paint inside, you know, yes. sort of painting by numbers kind right, of thing. Right, right. But again, we associate that with our childhoods, don't we? Yeah, and, but it doesn't need to be. Mm. You know, going back to you know, what you're saying in regards to that you're rubbish at drawing, well, who's the judge? Mm. Whoever told you that you're rubbish? Mm. And there are so many different types of art out there. And, and it, as you know, art is incredibly subjective. Uh, but I find it fascinating that we can think something, feel something, and then have these set of tools to be able to project those thoughts and feelings onto something and mm. to you know to create this this sort of product or outcome of our thoughts and feelings it's absolutely fascinating and no one should be a judge to tell you whether that's good or it's bad or mm. it's rubbish because it is an extension of your thoughts and feelings and people who have a sort of growth mindset ray they don't think back to a fixed uh, assumption or judgment about their artwork. Maybe in grade two or three, they were told that, sorry, but you're rubbish at, you know, art. Maybe you should stick to uh, English composition or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. You know, they don't have that kind of fixed mindset. They believe that I may not be very good or skilled at art, but I'm going to try. And with practice, definitely where I am today or where I will be in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months will be in a developed stage of where I am today. Mm. So, you know, you are going to develop, you are going to create, and that by itself is success. You know, when, when we're children, uh, I'm thinking back to, you know, I was, I was educated in, in the United Kingdom, and, and, and where I was educated, you know, mm. art was a part of the curriculum. It was something that you required to do. Yes. You know, so a couple, of, a couple of times a week for an hour each time or something like that, you would have to, you would be, you know, you'd have to sit and right. do something, and they'd take you through, yeah. you know, you'd, do the, you'd draw the, the still life and whatever, yeah. whatever. It would be but is that prevalent in in all cultures or, or do do we see those art classes do we do they uh, do we see an importance placed on art for children well let me uh, sort of lift this to mm. a broader concept sure. of creativity okay mm-hmm. right now we, you know in the last decade or so there's been lots of focus and emphasis on the fact that schools hinder creativity and guess what when you graduate from high school or from university and you go and, and work in, within an organization then you've got people like me mm. in learning and development who now have to train people to be more innovative and creative yeah because school has taught them to stay within the lines mm. right so in the last 10 years there's been all this discussion about we need to incorporate more creativity in schools. 
art is one of those subjects as well uh, that they're saying, let's try and provide the foundation of the, the skills and the yep. sort of technical part of it, but let's remove the boundaries a little bit and see what these kids th- create. Yeah. Um, it definitely, art is a subject that it exists ar- across cultures. There are some schools uh, that focus more on art and, 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 and the subject of art, put more emphasis on it than, than others, uh, but it absolutely is an incredibly and an central part of um, developing the right side of the brain, mm. which is, you know, the creative side of the brain. Well, Adam texted in. He says, my common sense says that my painting skills are rubbish. Oh, Adam. No, Adam. That's not who. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm sure you can create something that's interesting and unique. Here's the thing. Each piece of artwork is unique. Well, the thing is, Adam, you might not be very good at painting, but you might be good at sculpture or you might be good at photography. Or I mean, everybody... I wonder if there's anybody out there who texts us on 4001 if you are just genuinely no good at anything to do with the arts. You know, okay, you, you, can't, you couldn't write a story. But you we're couldn't saying take a that's picture. not possible, Ray. No, <laughs> I'm asking. You know, you're saying that's not possible. No. I'm, 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 okay, <laughs> okay. I'm open to persuasion. Yeah, Let's yeah. find out. I brought in some Play-Doh mm. um, and mine is scented. So mm. you can now get scented Play-Doh mm. and um, blueberry scents and cherry and so on. And Joe's got some. Ray's Producer got some in Joe. his hand. Yeah, we've got red I'm busy and white. Yeah, she's busy working. <laughs> and and uh, art therapies often use clay or uh, Play-Doh mm. as a de-stressor. So how does it feel, Ray? When you got it in your hand, the first thing we did when we got it out. and We know, rolled it. We rolled it. Yeah. You held it in your hand. Um, a lot of people squeeze it. You know, mm-hmm. they uh, squeeze it, and that by itself is y- very relaxing, just having it in your hand and squeezing it. It also is a way to distract yourself from, you know, problems or issues that you may be going through uh, for t- for a temporary yeah. period. I mean, it's not permanent, but it, it just helps as a distraction. You couldn't um, sit in a meeting doing this, though, could you? <laughs> I have. I've have done you? it. Oh, yeah. And I brought some for everybody in the meeting. Oh, really? Yes, because you know what it helped to do I was I had a meeting with a group of extroverts yeah. and everyone wanted to get their word in and talk and hear themselves yeah. and, and w- when they were playing with this people actually listened better so they had this in their hand and they allowed everyone in the room to talk and to finish what they were saying because oh, really? you know oftentimes we don't listen to listen we listen to reply was it not distracting though well no we, we got a lot done and we stuck to the agenda yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to the time. Um, I just love the needed. fact that you yeah. were having a meeting of extroverts. Where can, where can <laughs> no. I attend this meeting? Is, it, is that how it was built? No, well, they're, they're personality types. Yeah. Right? They're, they're yeah, predominantly yeah, yeah. extroverted. So it was five people, um, and, and it was very helpful. Um, and they, they loved it. You could do a lot with Play-Doh. Joe, how does it feel? I've actually gone quite quiet over yeah. here. Yes. I'm happily making a little pot for you, oh, and nice. I will put a picture of it on Facebook. And yours is going up as well Ray so don't oh, feel the pressure no. yeah yeah well that, that's the thing because um, you know because we said okay so we'll play with some you know we'll do, do something with this and, and we can uh, talk about kind of if there's any meaning behind yes. what we what we end up making but then I started thinking well w- what should I make then because I mm-hmm. you know that it will be interpreted yes and I don't know how it might be interpreted so, uh-huh. so do you then start over analyzing is that is that kind of one of the first stages that people would go through when they're doing art therapy particularly for an adult who know, who maybe knows that they're going through that process sure here's the thing um, there are different exercises and activities associated with art therapies mm. there are ones that are more open 
and without boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, so the person is told you can do what you like and then you will be the one interpreting what you have created. Mm -hmm. You see, a therapist shouldn't read into what you have said or created or demonstrated because that would be planting thoughts and, you know, yeah. uh, supposing things that may not be true. And that's not what um, a good counselor or a ther therapist ought to do. They should be a vehicle uh, to help you express yourself and to help guide you towards certain solutions. Yeah. Right? So you're so, not going to be judged on what you do. Exactly. Exactly. Anything you do. No That's judgment. Right. Just no judgment. an, open, an yeah. open discussion with absolutely no pressure. Or That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're feeling it, Ray, aren't I'm you? I'm starting to chill here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing track of the, yeah. track of the time. No. I, I was listening to the radio um, uh, at different stations this one, but they, yeah. another, another excellent station. And they were talking about um, uh, a, a, group, a youth club that was in an inner, inner city area in London. Mm -hmm. And it was for an area where uh, perhaps both mum and dad weren't present for, for the child all the time. And, you know, the crime rate was fairly high and, and, you know, truancy and things like this. And so for a lot of these kids, it was kind of like, a, you know, a, a nice, safe place for them to go off the streets. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they do, they say the first thing they do is they, they get all the new kids to sit and um, do some drawing. They just say, just mm -hmm. draw whatever you want to draw. Because mm -hmm. a lot of these kids, they won't sort of talk about their, their problems. Right. And what they found is that sort of seven out of ten of, of, of the kids will have, will draw something that raises concern, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and, and they said, they, you know, because the, the child won't say, well, there's rats running around in my house mm -hmm. or I'm not fed more than, you know, sort of once a week or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But the, through the drawing, they can then sort of, they get that information and mm -hmm. they can then uh, raise, you know, attention with the That's relevant right. authorities, you know. Yeah. So there's a, it has a really important place, doesn't it? It can, well? yeah, absolutely. Mm. It can, especially with children um, and, and especially with children who may be suffering from certain disorders that uh, stands in the way of them communicating more effectively. Yeah. Uh, and art therapists, especially the ones that use uh, drawings and painting, will analyze different aspects of the art and so everything from the colors used the space used uh, how big the images are um, are they in the foreground are they in the background how many people are present in the in the image if there are no people present if they're only objects mm. and the sort of sizes of the objects relative to the people it is quite scientific yeah you know and it's complex mm. it's not just about drawing and um kind of you know having some nice drawings and then moving on from there it, they really spend a lot of time um looking at different aspects of it well yeah. that that's the sort of the uh, the psychology angle of yeah. it i'm just thinking joe when, when you you must you know sit and draw the kids and, and things like this i mean do you ever take anything from the drawing and think um you know, uh, oh, what, what are they trying to say here or what, what, what might that mean? Usually if they've, you know, if I'm sitting down with the children and I say draw anything, they look at you blankly and mm -hmm. go, mm. Often tough. they'll draw a house. Often it's the house. It's quite an accurate version of the house and mm. people in the house and accurate big tummies. Or <laughs> 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 um, uh, they, you know, I think it's if they if they draw if they drew a shark chasing a child through the water and decapitating them, I would be slightly nervous. Yes, but actually, that doesn't really happen. Um, they tend to just kind of, you know, draw people, yeah. family. 
but but it, I, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, Sammy, it must be, you know, it is something that parents can utilise. If you have an they understanding of, of what certain signifiers there yeah. are f- through art, then, yeah. then we can all make use of that. Absolutely. Mm. Especially, you know, that um, I started the anti-bullying campaign yeah. in 2010, Bolt Down on Bullying. A lot of parents have shared with me uh, drawings, the, the, the kids' drawings mm-hmm. of, you know, kids five six or seven years old uh that they said they found out that their child was being bullied through the drawings at school Mm. and some very caring and conscious teacher looked at this drawing and called in the parents and said look we need to have a conversation about this you know let's not read too much into it but um, it, this is what's going on. It and, might it, mean something. Right, and let's explore it further. Yeah. Um, and that's why you know, it's really important to have these conversations with your kids as early as three or four years old about strangers, about bullying, um, uh, about uh, eating right, you know, proper eating habits. Yeah. And, and often, yeah. even if you're not... Um, the draw it doesn't come out in the drawing if you're doing that process of play-doh or drawing mm. you can then talk that opens the, yes. the pathways yeah, yeah. to have the conversation you're not sitting down directly with them going we're actually going to have a chat no you're yes, sitting yeah. down with them saying we're going to play with some play-doh yes and then while we're talking well you obviously and then while you're playing with play-doh that opens up the conversation i agree that should be the the objective exactly and what materializes or you know what surfaces as a result of that uh activity or exercise is a is a separate gift isn't it mm. absolutely yeah. so, i mean it's slightly different but i remember um, an interview with i think it was the municipality a, a few a couple of years ago mm. and they'd brought out a, a coloring book for children mm-hmm. and you know obviously the children are going to be reading the book they're going to be coloring in the book but also within that was a message of um areas of, of danger that you might find in society right. you know from that sort of that person with ill intent to mm-hmm. you know stranger and whoever else but you know it, can, it is an incredibly useful way mm-hmm. of getting a child to sit down and spend some time but also kind of get that message yes get that message filtered through as yeah, well uh, lots of texts coming in uh, on uh, this subject as well um texter didn't leave their name says i have a dyslexic 10 year old uh, daughter and this year we discovered that she's absolutely brilliant at art and drawing as a parent i'm disastrous at the arts uh, but I'm great at encouraging and helping my kids oh nobody is disastrous <laughs> at arts so do you know what Sammy I'm going to completely that. disagree with you I think some people absolutely <laughs> are no, no because there is no criteria out there of what's good or bad I'm with so you on no this judge. one Sammy yeah, exactly <laughs> absolutely and please especially if there are kids listening and parents uh, one thing that my father did with me when I was I, th- I think I was around four or five years old is um, you know the first thing kids do is they make something or they draw something and they run to the parents to ask them how is it you know did I do a good job and I I remember my father asking me he said do you like it Mm. you know he said don't worry about what I think about it but do you like it and I looked at it and I said yeah I'd rather do (laughs) I like it it's very nice and you know it's a it's a very powerful foundation building block for seeking approval internally rather than seeking the approval of others especially in relation to art which is so subjective but what we don't want to happen is is tell is lie to our kids and end up with them on the x factor embarrassing themselves (laughs) but you see the other side of the coin isn't it okay no but there's criteria for singing yeah and i also (laughs) think i also think that that is a dad's perspective as well because mums tend to they tend to praise a lot and go I think that's absolutely gorgeous I love it <laughs> and whereas dad will go 
I think it could be a little bit better in that area. Right. And mum is looking going, how can you be so mean? How can you say that? <laughs> but it's the male perspective of, no, you can do better. Right. Always. You, know, you can always improve. Do boys be- get more, um, what's the right word? Brutal or honest. I'm just wondering. Let's chat about it after the news. I'll come back after this. Another text says, When my son first went to nursery, there was a note to parents on the notice board not to throw the children's paintings in the rubbish in front of them. Who would do that, though? But it must must have happened. It must have happened at least once. Definitely. And it probably happens quite often. Mm. I think maybe uh, parents think this is a scribble or something and it's not art no, <laughs> or no, they, exactly. it's something that uh, needs to be thrown away but it hurts them it yeah. really does no it must do I mean you know we, we've all got those uh, birthday cards and um, yeah. you know mum or father's day cards and things like this and, and you kind of I, I don't know about you I, you need, I kind of obviously you put them out for a while and then you put them away and it's the one thing I just I don't like to throw them away you know I'm what I mean I'm the same I'm exactly the same I've kept things from when Yusuf was you know three or four years old and it's just it's it's, it's beautiful, I think. My, my mother kept a few of my drawings and things. And when you're older and you look at the, you, what you produced yeah. as a child, it's very special. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, we've put a picture up on uh, uh, Facebook. Joe's uh, stuck a picture up there of um, the three works, and I'm going to call them works of art, Thank you. that we've done today um, using the Play-Doh in the studio. And we, we just for fun, do you want to have a guess uh, which uh, whose work of art is whose? So uh, it's, it's myself, Ray, it's Sammy, and it's Joe. And there's three uh, pieces of art there. You can see them on our Facebook page. So uh, facebook.com forward slash Dubai I 103 eight uh, and you can check those out and then just uh, you can either m- reply on the facebook page we'll keep a look at that and we can see we'll let you know if you get it right um before uh, 12 o'clock today um now um 4001 is the text if you join us on our conversation today then you could stand a chance to win a 500 dirham voucher for the iftar down at accents at the intercontinental dubai marina that's the brand new hotel that's opened up down there um and that'll get you an iftar for three uh, people and it's you know real nice uh, range of flavors so it's a very much a prize that you would like to win I'm sure uh, just get involved in today's uh, conversation put the word iftar at the end and remember to include your name as well um, before 11am we're talking about art therapy and I think it's useful to have a little uh, bit of info about the background of art therapy and yep. when did it kind of originate well um, its roots are in in what we refer to as moral treatment of mm-hmm. psychiatric patients in the late 18th century oh, so really? yes yeah absolutely and um, what happened was that there was uh, the the way that um, patients were treated in mental asylums mm-hmm. and in healthcare centers and facilities uh, today we would look back and say that they were in horrific you know conditions and they weren't treated very well yeah. but around the sort of late 18th century um, what happened was there was physicians and psychologists who said that we need to improve the settings and we need to introduce you know things like uh, that are or, or environment and to improve the environment aesthetically to um, bring about a greater amount of rehabilitation mm-hmm. um, and to kind of help the patients who are there uh, with alternative methods mm-hmm. of healing such as music and color and so on yeah and so it started there as a way to uh, consider the environment that uh, psychiatric patients were in yeah I mean I, I, I know somebody who um, went through the um, mental health uh, is it the right word to call it 
industry <laughs> I don't know, well, yeah. was 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 institutionalized yeah. anyway they were, and they was uh, they were doing wicker wicker basket weaving and oh. um stool making and mm. uh, and all that kind of stuff mm. and at the time you sort of think to think well, why are they doing that it's just a way of possible. but mm. i guess that there is a there's a greater awareness and understanding behind it yeah, of, of the kind of therapeutic um effects that it can have on the patient mm-hmm. it definitely but as a profession um it began around the mid 20th century and mm. it was it, it kind of came about independently um in the more english speaking european uh countries and the british artist adrian hill actually coined the term art therapy in 1942 okay and he himself you know was a, uh, a recover recovering from tu- tuberculosis mm-hmm. in a sanitarium and he mm-hmm. discovered the therapeutic benefits of drawing and painting while he was recovering mm-hmm. and so he explained how he was completely engrossed in the mind as well as in the fingers releasing the creative energy um, of, of you know, what he was going through which enabled the patient to build up a strong defense again against the misfortunes that we encounter in life so it dates all the way back to the 1800s and yeah. uh, coined in 1942 and, and and now you have the situation where today um, it's not in the name of art therapy I'm guessing but you can the number one selling book on Amazon in the US is an adult coloring book absolutely which you know is evidence in itself mm. as to uh, if people require that sort of peaceful uh, temporary peaceful period of time you see between having a psychological disorder and not uh, between living a functional life and a dysfunctional life there's this whole world in between so Mm. it's on a continuum yeah and you don't have to have panic attacks or anxiety or depression Mm. uh, to you know, reach for some of these methods in order to relax or feel better or to de-stress. Yeah. You know, these are preventative measures that if you whip out your coloring book once a day instead of looking into or being plugged into social media where you're constantly comparing your insights to people's outsides, Mm. which is resulting in serious anxiety and depression amongst our population, Mm -hmm. especially younger kids. Uh, kids and sorry young adults yeah you know instead of doing that why not focus your attention on uh, coloring creating and that sort of rhythmic movement of being engrossed in the art process there's something very satisfying about coloring within the lines (laughs) i don't know i don't know what it is but it's just something very sad and there's something very dissatisfactory about seeing the the color go go over those lines lines. as well yeah i think it's you know it's it's linked to conforming Mm. obedience it's linked to knowing what the rules and the regulations are and following instructions Mm. there are some who don't like to stay within the lines and may create their own lines i have a friend of mine who used to use black felt uh, to extend the black lines of, of a particular design, oh, okay, yeah. and she would add on to that design uh, to make it hers and more unique. So it's possible. Some, and, some may not like it. And why not? Uh, Teresa texted in saying, I have kept literally all of my kids, and they're now aged 19 and 16, schoolwork. I treasure it all because they're not little for long. Their scrolls turn into pictures and stories. I have all of their school books, and they all sit in a decorative trunk. Uh, This trunk is so precious to me, and a reminder of how quickly they 
grow. That's beautiful. Yeah. And absolutely. I love that uh, Teresa has called it, you know, treasures. Mm. They are. Because yeah. they're unique. They're individual uh, creations uh, that her kids have produced at mm. a certain age. Yes. And they can never be uh, replicated. There is just something that feels so wrong about throwing uh, uh, something that your child has created away in the bin. You know, even if I I even hate doing it if it's been ripped or torn. You know, sometimes picture ends up, you know, it's it's stored, somebody gets ripped or torn or or whatever happens to it. Just it just feels wrong for for some reason. Um, Just looking through um, that there are there are literally hundreds and hundreds uh, if not thousands, I'm sure, of exercises that you can do within the realm of of, of art therapy. You're saying that okay, so that we've got you know we've got coloring, we've got painting. Uh, there's there's clay, yeah. dance, music, yeah. uh, and and so forth. I just wanted to get your view on some of these um, things that I've found here. So for um, to help people deal with their emotions like anger and sadness, uh, the experts advise. Um, making sock puppets yeah okay that's right that's a that's a common one uh-huh uh, okay, so it says here sock puppets are not just for kids make your own and have them act out scenes that make you upset and this could be with a friend with a family member mm. someone who you trust it could be with a counselor or a therapist mm. and again it's about projection it's about what you would use to create that sock puppet and what could come through as a way of the character of that sock mm. puppet and what it might say because i guess i'm guessing it might be able to say things that you wouldn't be able to say without the sock on the right. hand right or you may not be comfortable you know saying so yeah. it's it becomes a proxy self mm. uh, and you distance yourself from the pain mm. you distance yourself from the uncomfortable emotions and feelings and it's actually the puppet talking rather than the individual talking therefore making it more possible to express those feelings and it's just a great excuse to uh, put a sock on your hand and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, design a postcard you will never send uh yeah that, this is a, this is quite a good idea i can see the sense behind this we've all written emails which we haven't said yes, yeah. <laughs> you know you write that or email sent and unsent. <laughs> yeah. And you go, yeah. right, just breathe breathe yeah. <laughs> right save to drafts right now quickly delete 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 <laughs> i'm never going to send that yeah. but this is for postcards this is for postcards mm. and um w- what it's about is that you you sit down and you think about something you would like to say or or depict or design for someone perhaps it may not be for a particular person um, again there you don't have to put boundaries around, mm. around the activity and when you create this piece of work uh, you may decide to send it you may not but w- again what happens is you take what you're feeling inside so uh, the poison uh, the emotional poison the, the psychological toxins that may be inside um, that you may be uh, rethinking and uh, you, you keep you know, going over your head I- about it and, mm. and reconsidering, what you do is you take that and you project it onto this postcard. So it no longer is damaging you internally, mm. uh, but now you've captured it. And you may keep it or you may send it or you may, t- some people even destroy it. Well, we've, we've all heard about cases where people have... Um tweeted mm-hmm. or facebook statuses or um, i mean we've all sent off that email <laughs> you probably think in hindsight i maybe should have slightly rephrased that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't come across yeah i mean it's, it's that that's the thing is it, it can be dangerous but the i guess the key thing is get the emotion out but don't necessarily uh, get it out in a negative way that's right and mm. the word that i was looking for is that 
it helps us to avoid rumination. Mm. And when you're ruminating about a particular subject, whether consciously, subconsciously, or even unconsciously, it wreaks havoc mm. internally. It does damage, even though we think that we've pushed it away or we've oppressed it. Um, but it's there. And until you face it, confront it, and maybe, you know, uh, unload it, mm. uh, it may continue to harm you emotionally. From 11 a.m. this morning, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, color therapy mm-hmm. and, and the right kinds of uh, colors that can uh, help us in the workplace. And, and also a little bit about the, um, the difference uh, in understanding of colors in different cultures mm-hmm. around the world because red doesn't mean danger to everybody That's uh, right. and green doesn't mean sort of go to everybody either uh, stay with us we'll be back after this i'm guessing that some people will have uh, restrictions on what they feel is acceptable yeah, I think Fatima is definitely going to tell mm. us more about that. Um, and it, this is where color and psychology yeah. are, you know, come into, are very tightly uh, interconnected mm. with one another. And, and we're going to look at the way in which uh, can black and gray always affect your mood or is it as a matter of preference? Do you know, you know? what, like my, my first instinct when I, when, I, when I think about things like art therapy, color therapy, my, my skeptic just says, oh, it's a little yeah. Uh, just, it, just mm. that is just my first instinct because that. it just seems like I kind of think it just seems like an industry is being made out of uh, out of something that you know it's ca- kind of conjured sure. up. But actually, there is a lot of science. There's a lot of a lot of thought beh- behind all of this. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and it, it does work. It, well, it has. It just depends. You know what? Think about it in terms of options. Mm. It's just another option. Yeah. To consider why or why not you may not be reaching your potential or uh, really sort of having a sort of uh, or satisfying well-being yeah uh, just looking we're looking through some of these um, different exercises that you can do if you're, if you're interested in doing a bit of a bit of art therapy I don't know maybe uh, maybe you've got a bit of time later in the week uh, with the kids off school and you want to do a bit of art therapy um, here's some for trauma and unhappiness um, and these are activities that ask you to face unpleasant aspects of your life but with the goal of overcoming them so one would be to draw a place uh, where you feel safe um, one would be to, and this is quite interesting, draw yourself as a tree. Draw yourself as a tree with the roots um, loaded with descriptions of the things that give you strength and your good qualities, while your leaves can be the things that you're trying to change. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this. because it, Why, it's, Ray? Because I don't know. My, my, my first instinct when I, I think, you know, if somebody said to me, uh, Ray, uh, stop doing what, uh, you know, you need to do today to get things done. And we really think you'll, you could best spend your time by sitting down and drawing a tree. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. My first instinct is, how is that going to help me? Okay. But, but these are things that people do, and they, they do make a difference. Yeah, it's true. But do you remember when I handed out the Play-Doh mm. to you guys? Yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah. You know, we giggled at first. Yeah, that's But true. what did you tell me on the break? I said it was very relaxing. It I enjoyed was, it. right? <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely. relaxing. And I think it's one of those things that um, you have to try mm. for the results to surface. Mm. You know, um, I'm not sure at the onset of an activity or an exercise uh, what might surface. And th- that's where the magic is in, in art therapy. You're never sure what might come out. Uh, some people do this with pen and paper, mm. you know, with writing. Um, again, there's no boundaries around what you write or experience express but you just allow your pen to kind of take over and the ink becomes a, a sort of the sort of you know connected to the blood that runs through your veins and beautiful writing could be produced as a result of that free association mm. so 
maybe some people feel more comfortable expressing themselves through art rather than writing. It's just another option. Yeah, I mean, I can't. The thing is, I, I like art, but what, what I don't like is the idea of being um, uh, analyzed. Analyzed. Okay. Yeah, based based on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm not the only person that feels that way. Sure, this, but the analysis should come from you. Mm. You see, you're the one who should look at what you've produced and be awed by it and be impressed by it or be disappointed by it, whatever you choose to feel. And then you unpack what you've created, not somebody else. Do you not think that we all really know? I mean, it's all stuff that I mean, we know, don't we? You know, we, we know if we've got uh, antisocial behavior mm. or, we, or, we, or we know if we're always a bit too miserable <laughs> we know, or, you know, we know but if we don't we're di- confront it, do we? Exactly. You know, we exactly. don't. And this is it, what this does. It helps confront and maybe come up with some practical strategies of how to develop and improve in that area yeah okay well listen you know uh, we, we did a little bit of, of art here yeah um, we've we, we've got a picture and we've put it up on the uh, Dubai Eye Facebook page so it's facebook.com forward slash Dubai Eye 1038 uh, it's myself it's Sammy it's producer Joe as well there's three uh, and I'm going to call them works of art uh, they're sat right there and just for fun uh, ha- l- take a look at the picture and see if you can guess who did which uh, work of art and there's been um, a bit of negative feedback about one of the works of oh, art no uh, no there has been it's on, on the facebook okay. on the facebook page okay. uh, there's there's one that's that's red uh, made with the red clay uh, the red play dough joe um, just tell us um, just remind us uh, what the uh, facebook feedback was for that for the red one Hold on, hold on, Ray. Okay, so if we're just bringing up Facebook now. Okay. And, it, and, you know, this is very much a live medium. It's important to get your feedback on this show. And, the pink um, one yeah, the looks p- the pink like one. Ray's because it looks like nothing. Oh, just what is that, what is that trying what to say? What does that mean? That's just so negative. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Ray because it looks and like And that nothing. is from Mohammed in well, Thanks, Mohammed. Thanks, Mohammed.